With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning and welcome to Young Bucks, your Pittsburgh Pirates prospect podcast here on DK Sports Radio. Only took me a couple times to get through all those P's cleanly to start off the show. My name is Alex Tumf. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jared Prugar. Jared, how's it going, man? It's great, Alex. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood, uh, so to speak. Uh, like I said, listening to you and trying to get through that every week um, puts a sparkle in my eyes. Not going to lie. You know what's going to happen? One of these days, I'm going to be able to get good at podcasts. I'm actually going to not just, you know, wing it. <laughs> actually, you know, pre- present it formally better. And you know what? You're going to have to come up with a new way to roast me. That's the uh, goal here. Never. I, it'll be the same roast all the time. It'll be overcooked, overdone, you name it. That's how it's going to be, man. Well, we, we are like a baseball bat in a ball. We are two peas in a pod cast. Uh, we are like pitchers and elbow injuries. Wait, that's oh, not a good thing. Oh, oh man, you're just going straight for the jugular with the transition. But yeah, Always. ladies and gentlemen, Blake Cedarland is not pitching, and he will not be for the foreseeable future. As the Pirates announced the Trevor Cahill signing on Friday afternoon, they also announced that Blake Cedarland is going to the 60-day IL with a UCL strain. Surgery is an option. He's getting the second opinion. But surgery is a possibility. And, you know, even if he does go the rehab route and rest, and that's an actual possibility, and they could explore that, the best-case scenario is he's still going to be gone for months and miss most of the 2021 season. So, Jared... For lack of a better way to start this segment, let's just say this stinks. <laughs> no, and, uh, yeah, I don't you know that it's about the worst case scenarios you can get um, for yeah. for Cedar and company, man. I, that's just it, it really um, does stink because, especially for a guy, you have to think. Well, not think. If there is surgery, it's Tommy John surgery. We all know how this goes. He'd be gone 14 months, and the best-case scenario would be he'd come back some point in 2022. But for him especially, this is a guy who relies on the fastball, on hitting triple digits, on all that good stuff. What happens to Blake Cedarland if he's thrown in the mid-90s? Is he as dynamic? Right. No, we don't know. Absolutely. No, I, and, and I get that too. And I think it's... it's there's just so many things that you know that it could change. That it, it's just tough, man, because you just don't know how the body is going to respond to it. 
Yeah, I mean, you look at, I think it's too perfect examples in, in New York City now. You look at Jamison Tyon, right? He's had two Tommy John surgeries. But then you look at a guy like like Noah Syndergaard, right, who's had Tommy John, and now he's thrown harder than he ever has. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, how is the body going to react if he does have to get surgery? I mean, let's be real here. It's a UCL injury. Typically, typically he's, in a, he's probably going to get surgery. I, I don't have like I don't have the percentages, but I have to imagine that most UCL injuries actually do result in surgery. Right, absolutely, and you know that's what's tough, man. Yeah. So and, I, I'm sorry. Go for it. No, no, it's it's just one of those situations, man, because it's tough. This is this is a kid that is, for all intents and purposes. And, and what has potential to be a great pitcher, mm-hmm. right? He has the opportunity to be everything the Pirates need him to be. Now, of course, <laughs> this sucks. It's a bump in the road. But if this were to happen 10, 15 years ago, it probably would be the end of the world for him. But the way that the UCL tears and, and recoveries go... This, he has the potential with his age and, and his athleticism to come back better than ever. So, obviously, you want to hope that that is the case. But it's so – anytime you have surgery, it, it, you just don't know how you're going to recover. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. And, and, and Blake is the type of guy that, you know, you can tell he's going to really throw a lot into the rehab. He's going to rehab the right way. You know, like you said, this isn't a death sentence, even if he does need to have the surgery. But there is no good way to spin it, spin this. And nobody, I think, is even trying to spin this any other way than this is bad for Blake in general. Because if he is going to be gone those 14 to 16 months or whatever it is, if he was really pitching 14 to 16 months from now, he might be the Pirates' closer. He could have been the yeah, Pirates' closer, and now he won't be. He's going to have to – it's basically just hitting pause, and Blake's going to get all this if, – it's a small thing for the Pirates, but, you know, they're going to – he's still going to get all the service time, so the Pirates lose a year of team control in this scenario too. It's – there's a lot of stuff like that. I think my other takeaway – though with him is there are some other really good young relievers in camp and I wonder by the time whenever Blake comes back if someone like David Bednar is going to be the the closer in waiting the heir apparent to that role because if it is if there is a closer I think it really does look like Richard Rodriguez is going to be in that role. I mean, unless it's like a leverage inning like Shelton has hinted at a couple times where just a couple guys throw, you know, those high leverage spots. But even if we want to go with that role, I think David Bednar could be one of those guys who's in that mix. Edgar Santana's, you know, looked just absolutely fantastic this spring. He's, you know, trying to pitch his way back onto the Major League team. And then, of course, you have all those young pitchers that they've acquired. You know, what happens with, you know, the wild cards like Luis Oviedo and, and Nick Mears and, and Jose Soriano. There's just like a lot of young relief pitcher types that have a chance now to 
leapfrog over Cedarland, and from a purely pirate standpoint, that'd be good if you have someone like Blake Cedarland if he pitches to his potential in 2022-2023, and he, you don't have to worry about him being like a closer or a setup man, but for him, selfishly, in his role, this this hurts his career in more way than one. Right, and it definitely stunts his development, right? Like, yeah. He, he, he's moved up the system pretty easily. And you're right, he is a guy that could have been in, could be very, could very well be in a Pirates uniform soon, up until this point, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a young guy, he's got a ton of upside. So, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate, because now he could, he could very well, um, he could very well pass people up. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's just one of those situations. It, it, it's tough. It, it sucks, man. Like <laughs> you, you, you feel for a guy like that because he's done everything the right way. He, he's come up. He's paid his dues. He's he's performed well at every level, and and now you just kind of see that that development halt. And and let's you look at the like you look at any type of ligament damage, and, and it's not looking good. No. So now, but now it's also it, it's an opportunity for other guys to step up. While unfortunate for for Blake, it, it's it's an opportunity for those guys to step into that role and and just and for another guy to step up and get more reps to get more um, opportunities, which is is kind of a blessing in disguise for those guys. While it sucks and it's a curse for Cedarland, it's just a situation where you just have to kind of make it work, man. You just have to. Do what you can, and and you just have to attack rehab and in your treatment the best way that you can, and and hope that you come back stronger than ever. And if she does, that is incredible, and that is exactly what is needed um, for the pirates. Yeah. And if that's the case, great. And if it's not, well, then now they have opportunities for these guys um, to come in and and get the job done. And I guess just one. So, one quick, quick closing thought. I guess a two-parter. One, this just shows the importance of making sure you monitor these young arms. You know, make sure they're ready to go the whole year. And then the second, the importance of pitching depth. Because mm-hmm. the Pirates are going to have to eat X amount of innings this year just to get through it. And you don't want to tax the young arms any more than you possibly or beyond what you feel comfortable or what they feel comfortable with doing. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Whenever we come back, Major League Baseball is messing with the rules of Minor League Baseball. We're going to talk about it. Welcome back to Young Bucks here on DK Sports Radio. Major League Baseball is is messing with minor league baseball, and we should just make this a, a regular segment on this show of like, what is Major League Baseball doing to minor league baseball? This one though is it, it's more creative. It's not malicious. It's just Major League Baseball has a rule has a alignment with. The Atlantic League, where they try out these rule changes, 
They're bringing a couple of them to the minor leagues. They're putting a different rule at each league just to see how it goes, if it's something they want to implement in Major League Baseball. To run through them real fast, in AAA, the bases are being increased from 15 inches to 18 inches with the belief that it's going to uh, reduce the number of collisions. But the big collision is being at first base. You know, throw takes the first baseman into the running lane, two of them get hurt. Three inches of bag, I guess, is going to be the difference of that. I don't know. Double A is the one that's definitely elicited the biggest reaction uh, with the uh, banning of shifts. It's preliminary, but you, all four infielders have to stay on the dirt, so no one's going to go out in the right field to field ground balls for, like, a David Ortiz shift. There are no four-man outfields, and there have to be at least two fielders on each side of second base. So... That's another one that is being considered. High A is the step-off rule. You have to be completely completely disengaged with the pitching rubber in order to make a pickoff move, which is basically what you have to do anyway. This applies more to left-handers, if, if I'm understanding this correctly. Where every once in a while you just see a left-hander, oh, they just got off the rubber, you know, to make that pickoff move. But for us right-handers, sorry, Jared, us right-handers, this has just always been the rule. And then uh, low A is the pitch timer, limit the number of step-offs, number of pick-offs per plate appearance. So just to give a quick takeaway going through them all, I'll, I'll hit up the infield shifts in a little bit. I am no longer going to trust low A stolen base totals for a multitude of reasons. One, low A stolen bases, it's a lot of, you know, pitchers not knowing how to hold knowing how to hold on runners, but now they're really not gonna know how to hold on runners whenever they can only make two moves. And then after that, okay, I go, I could just time up the pitcher. There's gonna be a whole lot more stolen bases in low A, I imagine. Yeah. Well, I think the hardest thing for everybody is going to easily be um the adjustment for a lefty, especially, to get off the rubber. Now, this is going to take away the rocker move at second base, too. Mm-hmm. So, not that you ever, not that you see a lot of it, um, but it, you take away that out of the game. And a couple of years ago, they took off the third to first. Which never um, worked. It, it never right. worked. I mean, if it worked, first of all, <laughs> you should have been let go and released that day. You and the first base coach, if you get thrown out, you're done. Hey, see ya, pack your bags, go give lessons. Hopefully not on base running. So, I mean, listen, there's nothing greater. We talked in the first segment about how you and I in our relationship, we go to like peas and carrots, UCL, elbows, and, and pitchers, but also like, major league baseball, not making baseball any more fun. Um, I mean, listen, you look at the bases, and Chris Coughlin would probably like to have a word but <laughs> that was at second base. You're not going to, I mean, this, how many collisions are you actually going to prevent because you make it three square inches bigger than what it is? So a major league baseball base is, is 15 square inches, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you add, now it's 18 square inches, which is great. That's awesome. But like, how big of a difference is that going to be? Now, think of like a softball rule where they had that extra base in foul territory that you could run through. Okay. That might, if you want to expand the base, that, that's fine. I mean, how, how many collisions are you going to have at, at third base? 
or second second base. Yeah. First second base, base yeah. you don't have okay. collisions. You have takeout slides, and they've taken those away. So exactly, exactly. Yeah, and so, it, it, this is a first base rule, and. I don't know. I'm not going to be... I feel like there's... I really try not to be that old man yelling at a cloud whenever Major League Baseball does literally anything different with it. I'm weird with that. Like, whatever it comes with. <laughs> Trend of notice with itself. Like, oh, it's something new analytical breakthrough in coaching. Oh, yeah, I'm all board, on board for it. Hey, the league has a new rule change. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm trying not to be that way with the 18-inch bags, but it's it's more of a... Is, is this really going to solve any problem? I really feel no. like most of the collisions are, like I said, no. a, a, a guy, Aaron throw the first baseman leans into the running lane, and I don't think three inches of bag is really going to make any more Maybe. difference in that. I, not not significantly. All the time? So that the, the people didn't get, like, if, if it was a force out of every base, maybe the extra bases would help. I don't know. Uh, now, I will say this, double-A, I'm very interested to see the defensive positioning because there are going to be ways for them to to get around this, right? So it, the rule, as it says, is it it's, must have a minimum of four players on the infield, each of whom must have both feet completely in front of the outer boundary of the infield. So it's, they've got to be in front of the grass. they got to be on the dirt. On the, right. they got to be in front of the grass. Now, MLB may require two infield infielders to be positioned entirely on each side of second base in the second half of the double-A season. Now, listen, I think that's great, but I also think that if you're a professional hitter, you should be able to beat a shift. I know a couple of years ago, when A.J. Burnett pitched for the Pirates and, and Hurdle was still in charge, like, they shifted an absurd amount. And Alex, you're probably better at, at those numbers than I am, but like, for me, as a coach, now, I don't coach professionally, obviously, but I've coached collegiately. I've coached professionally, um, it seems. Like, you put people in, and now we don't have the advanced metrics that we do, the coaching little league that, that we would have, or even in college where I was at, spray charts, this, that, and the other thing. You, you could if you wanted to, but that just wasn't the way that we did things. But, like, my thing is, if you're a professional hitter, you're hitting the ball more often than not where it's pitched. So if it's out in the outer half of the plate, you're hitting it the opposite way. You're probably not going to yank it. But for whatever reason, these guys continue to hit into the shift. And and, and I think that's a great part of the strategy of baseball, just like I love sacrifice points. Now that's a story for a different day. But I think that's, to me, that's the most intriguing rule. Think step up for this. How many, how many times do you get picked off in first place? Not very many. And it's more often than not, by a lefty who's trying to be deceptive. So now the lefty's going to take a step back and just, boom, fire over. But it, it's just one of those situations. So, it, I don't know. It, it, the, I'm more intrigued about the double-A rule. I'm intrigued by the shift. I think, I, I think like, it is what it is, but like, I'm, this is the one that I think has the most, has the, could, what could be the quickest impact in Major League Baseball. Jared, you're going to back me up on this right now about why I, I wrote this at Insider, but it's worth saying here also with double A and the shifts. How many shifts are actually going on in Altoona? I know that's whenever they start. 
Or that's at least whenever the previous regime started to implement some shifts. So I'm not going to pretend like there weren't any, but there are not many. There aren't a lot of shifts. There definitely aren't any real like shifts against right-handers. If there is a shift, it's a very basic deployment against left-handers. I don't see this being a really good environment to explore, you know, in field shifts. And if Major League Baseball really wanted to see if banning infield shifts would lead to higher BABIPs, and higher BABIPs on ground balls. They would be doing this at AAA instead of AA. But you can't do it at AAA because they need to do it in the major leagues. Yes. I and, and, that. That, and that's the problem of it all. And look, maybe we'll find out in AA that the shift really does, you know, kill BABIPs and all that stuff. But there, you're going to back me up here. There are only a handful of shifts that actually go on in double-A. It's not like in the majors where we're seeing them, you know, one out of every three batters, 40% of the time, whatever the number is anymore. We're talking like maybe there's one or two a game. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I agree with that. And honestly, I haven't been able to see the new regime's ideas or how they deploy their defenses at, at the minor league level because I didn't get to see any baseball last summer. Um, but no, you're right. Like, there aren't very many. I mean, let's be real. I mean, first of all, double A is where boys turn into men as far as professional baseball players go. Yeah. Right? It's where, they, where pitchers go from throwers to pitchers and where hitters have to step up their game because of that. So, I mean, I, it's double A. I think is one of the bigger adjustment periods, but it's just one of those situations where, like, you're right. If they, if they didn't triple A, you'd have to do it in the majors. But double A, yeah, yeah, let's mess with it. But listen, at the end of the day, this is major league baseball, and do I trust them to make something, make the game better? No. <laughs> I don't. Because and let's be real here. This they, like, there's no greater sense of arrogance in a professional organization uh, or, or league than Major League Baseball, right? You, you come in and you take over the minor league system that you have not cared anything about, right? Until until now, because it's your baby, your idea to come in and get get taken care of. You make facilities go upgrades a year after they made no revenue. Yeah, and. You change the scheduling, which actually, honestly, in a non-COVID year, maybe it does make sense to do this. You give everybody else the same off day. So that Monday day where I'm going to watch minor league baseball, I know that I can't do it because it's a travel day. And I don't want to watch buses travel all over the Midwest or in the Northeast at the Eastern League or whatever you want to call it. So, listen, it's at the end of the day, it's major league baseball, so I don't trust them more than a hole in my head. But... I'm, it is what it is because it's not going to impact the game very much because it's already been done. So if you were to, if you, and, and they would not have been able to do it straight up, going straight from straight to AAA and there's a baseball. But with it being AA, you get away with it. So I, I mean, I'd be very interested to see how the rule develops. Now, if you had to have two, two hitters or, or two fielders on each side, or, what if you get a scrappy guy and you and you pull a fifth infielder up or something like that, and, and especially in a sacrifice kind of deal, um, you know, it, it could it could change games. 
Um, but I don't think that we were going to see a lot of it. And, and then we go back to the bases and we cover, we go back to the bases. Um, I, that's not going to make much of a difference. I don't think I'm trying to, I'm trying to visualize a base and I'm trying to visualize three more square inches in it. And I'm just, you know, it's, we save baseball. It's, it's, you know, the meme where there's the kids sleeping and then there's the soldier with his arms stretched out and he's like taking off all the missiles and everything. That's like major league baseball is the, is the kids sleeping or major league baseball players. And then the soldier is like bag, baseball, baseball bags being three inches wider. I don't know. Yes. That's what I'm it trying is. To, I'm trying to do the math too. Like how long are these sides? Because major league baseball, well, if it was 15, I don't know. I'm Jared, to do you do all the math, math on this show. It's probably too early to do that or too late or however you want to view it. Jared, you do all the math on the show because I could probably do it, but it's a lot funnier whenever you try. Well, listen, if we were if we were recording this video, you're trying to see me picture something because I, when I think of area, which is what I like, which is length times width. Yes. Just so you know, I teach that to my fourth grade students. Length times width is, is area, and it's always going to be a, a squared unit. Uh, okay, is this going to be a rectangular base? Because when I think it's 18 square inches, I think of six times three or nine times two. How about that? How, 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 what about a nine inch by two inch base? It's like a pitching rubber. That's, everyone trips over it. Nah. <laughs> it's just a speed bump. <laughs> it's, a speed, <laughs> it's a speed bump. Oh, man. But now, listen, um, I'm excited. Uh, the pickoff move, it's whatever. <laughs> Pickoffs. Uh, Actually, I don't know. I'm gonna end it right here. So Most of this stuff here. is it's whatever. That's what. <laughs> I mean, listen, it, it gives us good fodder, um, or farther depending on how you feel about the rules. But hey, good. You get to you get to reduce collisions. Awesome. Um, I'm sure that's not going to happen. Uh, defensive shifts, I think, is the most intriguing one, obviously, and. And I hope that I am sitting in the press box enjoying a nice curved cheeseburger when there is a shift that I won't see because it's not allowed to happen. So, I mean, hey, now now you don't have the second baseman or the third baseman playing behind first base. So now you're saving energy. So good, Rod Manfred. You're saving a player's energy. Maybe, and then maybe you're helping that guy find his way on base. But... I, listen, the strategy of baseball is, and I know strategy isn't really a word, but <laughs> I, I love it. And that's what makes baseball unique, right? You, you have runners on first and second, and then you have a Barry Bonds guy up. Like, and you, like, okay, of course he's going to pull. Most, more often than not, every, most lefties are pool hitters anyway. So they're going to be hitting it to their pool side, so to the right side. So, yeah, I want to put a guy right there. I want to put a guy where, where I know he's going to roll into it. And, yeah, if I can throw somebody out from short, center for short rate field absolutely but now in the in the minor leagues where it rarely happens we get to see it we don't get to see it so i i, I do think that if there's anything that, that would impact major league baseball in the near future it would be that rule we've got one and more once once these high a rules get there or once they once these got kids go through high a like next year we'll see the step off road double a and so forth 
because you're, it's going to have to keep going, right? You can't just stop it. You can't, oh, well, in AA, I, was, I didn't have to step off. But in IA, I did. So you have to keep it going, right? Maybe that's the whole plan. Beat it out of the pitchers early on. That way they never learn horrible pitching pickoff moves. Hey, we're going to take... Mine was so bad. <laughs> we got one more break. We're going to have one more segment coming up right after this. Welcome back. Jared, what did we learn on the show today? <laughs> um, I, I learned that you and I go together like UCL tears and pitchers. Um, you like that metaphor, and I cringe every time. I have, yeah, right, right. I, I have zero faith in Rob Manfred in Major League Baseball. Um, but I, I learned that I'm very excited to not see a shift this year um, <laughs> in double-A baseball. I, I did learn that. I... I and I, and I I do hope to get to every every um, to see every minor league team play for the Pirates, um, so I get to see these rules in place. It's some it's somewhere like I, I'll maybe I'll be on the field to see a Triple A base and how big it is, um, <laughs> which and maybe that's why this season got extended. They had to make the bases, but no, I I think we talked about Cedarland in the first segment, and I that just stinks. Anytime team can go down. It's it stinks, but if there's ever a time to get Tommy John, it's when you're in his situation. So, I think that's a point of of you know positivity going forward. He gets that year off, so he's even essentially, you know, he's not been able to ramp it up in almost two years by the time he comes back. So it, it it'll be very interesting to see how he handles that. But like I said, I don't have any faith that Major League Baseball is going to do anything to make the game better. Or more intriguing for fans to watch. No, when they changed their, their extra innings rules, I did not mind them. I enjoyed, um, I enjoy the, the starting at second base, but um, it's such as life. But Alex, what did you learn? Enough about me. What about you? I learned you like the bunt, so I don't hey. think we can do this show anymore. I think we're done. Oh my god! Uh, listen, Alex, I am five five ish. On my driver's license, it says five seven. I don't have very many redeeming capabilities at the plate. Bunting was my specialty. There's nothing oh, no, more no, sexier no. than dropping down a bunt. I, I get that too. Whenever I play like pickup, you best believe I'm going to try to do a drag bunt at some point. But okay, well, first of all, that's just shady. Come on, man. Come you on. No. No. But, uh, no I like it's a legitimate I strategy. <laughs> now, I don't like it when the bunt ends up in, in a pitcher's face like A.J. Burnett did. Right after he got to Pittsburgh, <laughs> but I do like a well-timed bunt. All right, we're we're done. We're done with this show. Thank you for listening to the last ever show of Young Bucks here on DK Sports Radio. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to listen to all the other content that's still going on, like Jared's We Are podcast and the podcast to be named later that I host. For the last time we were ever doing this show until Jared renounces the bunt. My name is Alex Stump. That was Jared Prugar. We'll talk again maybe next week. We'll see.